Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. It's time for the Natural State Football Report with Clint Conk. Taking a closer look at football across the great state of Arkansas with the winningest coach in UCA history. The Natural State Football Report is brought to you by Farm Brothers Flying Service. For the past decade, they've been providing crop dusting services to the farmers of Southeast Arkansas, and they can help you too. Now, let's toss around the pigskin in the zone with Justin, Wes, and the coach. It's official now. Coach is here. Got so much to get to. We didn't even address the big news. Bobby Petrino coming back to Arkansas. That was announced after your appearance last week. Right. Coach uh, was apparently at War. I was told he was at War Memorial Statement Stadium with Coach Pittman for some of the championship games over the weekend. I did not see them personal personally, but I did see pictures. They were out hitting the recruiting trail. Some of them were committed. Some of them were uh, undecided, but they were trying to uh, wrap up this recruiting class. Coach, just your uh, initial thoughts when you heard Petrino, you know, it was kind of floated out there on social media. that It was a possibility. I think it was Pete Thamel that tweeted it first. What, what went through your mind? Well, a couple of things. Number one, um, and I think I've mentioned this on this show, I think he is one of the preeminent play callers, offensive schemers, there are in, in football, uh, certainly in college football. And I think you go back to his time at, at Louisville or, or a couple of stints at Louisville, of course, at Arkansas. I thought he improved the Texas A&M offense. The head coach at Missouri State to go win the Missouri Valley Conference when he you know, during the COVID year, I guess. They had to beat North Dakota State and some of those guys. Scored a lot of points. So my first thought is they just brought in one of the – uh, great play callers uh, and uh, game planners in college football. The second thing, and this came a little bit later, a lot of a, a, a lot of respect for Sam Pittman. Um, this guy was, you know, obviously the former head coach at Arkansas. Um, he had tremendous success, brought brought his team to a you know New Year's Day bowl, you know, so forth and so on. You know, obviously the ending of it was was not pleasant, but. For him to set aside his ego and to uh, say, hey, come work, let's work together, um, good thing. I mean, uh, kudos to to Coach Pittman because uh, – and you and I talked about this, I think, after the hiring. I was driving, you and I were talking, uh, you know, kind of a good cop, bad cop. Because I will say this, uh, the offensive football team at Arkansas now is fixing to be disciplined. Uh, there will be accountability uh, for mistakes. Uh, they've got to be able to take hard coaching. Um, but that, if those players look at Petrino's history, that's who he is, and success follows him offensively with that blueprint. And then Coach Pittman has a chance to be the good cop. And so um, – And that's what he's best at. And that's what he's best at. That's right. So I think they've got a preeminent play caller in college football, and I think the offense, uh, uh, there'll be a lot more discipline and accountability uh, for the players that play within that scheme. I have no doubt that Coach Pittman's going to turn it over to him, his terminology, his schematics, and so forth. Um, but now you got to figure out who the quarterback's going to be, if it's going to be a different quarterback. Obviously, the portal, they've got to navigate that on both sides of the football, uh, particularly on the offensive side of the ball, maybe at quarterback, certainly on the offensive line, bring in some more depth at running back, uh, and, and then at receiver as well. So maybe tight end. So uh, – 
how Coach Petrino and Coach Pittman navigate that will go a long way into how explosive this particular offense at Arkansas will be in 2024. Let's go to Arkansas State because I'm, I'm very happy for those guys. They are, they're going bowling. They're going to play in the Camellia Bowl on Saturday, December 23rd. It's 11 o'clock kickoff against Northern Illinois. Yeah, I don't know much about Northern Illinois, but, uh, again, uh, kudos to, to Coach Jones and that staff and that team, you know, bowl eligible. I read something the other day that, uh, you know, to me, Steve Roberts, they ought to have a statue of Steve Roberts at Arkansas State because I think the foundation that he laid uh, for that program, certainly I didn't like the way – I was at Central Arkansas at the time. I did not like the way that that ended for him because I thought his best football team was coming back that next year. Uh, Coach Freeze took over, then Coach Malzahn, Coach Harson, uh, Blake Anderson, now Coach Jones. Going back to 2005, every head football coach at Arkansas State University has gone to a bowl game. With that said, it doesn't matter the bowl they're going to. For Coach Jones, it's the month of practice, weights, player development, those things that are hugely important. It's like having another spring practice. And then you come on and you have spring practice later in, you know, in March or April. So um, this is a big deal for Arkansas State. The program shows a trajectory. They've got a young quarterback that they need to keep in place. Two Arkansas prep players at the running back position that are having big years. Hopefully they can go and, and do a good job, win the bowl game, finish with seven wins. But it's the practice. It's the, the player development over the next month uh, until they play that game, I think, on December 23rd. All right, let's go D2 and Harding. How about that, Coach? 7-6, seven, 7-minute seven drive, fourth quarter, yep. to take the lead. Fourth down, fourth quarterback down. sneak. Yep. Uh, Coach Simmons has done an unbelievable job. That defense, because look, uh, we were talking, Grand Valley may have as many national championships in Division Two as North Dakota State has at the FCS level. Uh, great program, obviously a great team that they beat. Uh, to do it in that way, to shut that offense down and only hold them to two field goals, uh, is incredible. They advance now to the semifinals. They play Lenore Ryan, I think, out of North Carolina. Very offensive football team. So that defense will have to have another great week. But uh, what are they, 12-0, and 13-0 and now? And uh, undefeated with a chance next week at home uh, to go play for the Division II National hmm. Championship. In the same conference, uh, many may not have read it in the corner of the Arkansas Democrat Gazette, but uh, – Southern Arkansas won the their bowl game in Texas, Canada, the first United Bowl. Southern Arkansas finished ten and two this year. Congratulations to those guys. So the Great America Conference is obviously very well represented, uh, not only in the playoffs but with a bowl win. Let's go to high school football and um, spend a lot of time at War Memorial Stadium on Friday and Saturday, and just had an absolute ball. It was so much fun to watch. You Coach. did a good job. You did a good job. Well, Wes. Thank you. Um, every team that won a state championship finished off an undefeated season. The, you know, and that, that can be tough. That's added pressure to try to finish that off, much less you're playing a great opponent. But uh, let's start with Bigelow, the two-way game Friday at noon. and uh, They're full of winners. I mean, play for a baseball championship, win a basketball championship. They got guys on the team that won the golf championship. They play hard. They play hard. And uh, that little community – Oh, oh man, they coach. <laughs> they, that they it looked like a four A game. Yep. The entire all of Bigelow 
And then it was people from Conway and, and Moral. I mean, anywhere, anybody around that community, they were there. It was amazing how many people were there for a two-way game. I wonder if home burglaries went up in, in Bigelow because I'm sure they emptied the town. No, even yeah. the thieves were at War Memorial Stadium. <laughs> uh, congratulations to them. Magical season. Uh, navigated their way to an undefeated season. You know, the thing, I watched a little bit of that, and they played hard. And uh, uh, there's nothing – Nothing more gratifying as a coach to see your team play hard, and congratulations to those guys. All right, the uh, 6A state championship game. I came away very impressed with Greenwood and Kane Archer. That guy's the the real deal, Coach. We've heard a lot about him since he was an eighth grader, and sometimes, you know, there's all this hype, and you're like, oh, yeah, whatever. I've seen him play live in person a couple times now. He He's the real deal. He's good. Looks the part, can make all the throws. I mean, he's a 10th grader, 16 years old probably. I mean, arm angle can change. Uh, he's athletic enough to kind of get out of his own way. Uh, he's not a four-three guy like the guy at, at uh, Parkview, but uh, uh, he's got two more years of development too. So I mean, he's an SEC caliber quarterback. Uh, and congratulations to Greenwood; they uh, they beat a very, very good Little Rock mm-hmm. Christian team yep. who had beat Benton. I mean, those last three or four teams were really good, but Greenwood. They flex their muscles and uh, what scored forty one points. That's a big win. Yeah, they looked uh, like uh, they were kind of uh, above. I mean, it was just a different level. Yep. Uh, I mean, and we had heard and people had told us that the coaches out there thought this was the best Greenwood team in a long, long, long time, and that's trouble for the six A. If that's one of their best teams, it's going to be difficult to knock them off. And that dude's going to be a quarterback for another two years, so he's going he's going he's going to cause problems for a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of the uh, Pulaski Academy and Little Rock Christian Academy fans are upset, and you know they're having to move to seven A. And I'm like, guys, you're gonna have to deal with that Greenwood team. And but, so, I mean, look, yeah. it's gonna be hard in seven A, yeah, but yeah. don't you know? Don't forget that Greenwood team is awesome, and, and they're returning a lot of good players. Okay. Let's uh, go to seven A then. Speaking of seven A, Fayetteville and Bentonville All Northwest Arkansas Final came down to the last seconds. Bentonville has the ball driving right at the twenty yard line, and just kind of self destruct in Fayetteville and the defense. Gets it done for Casey Dick. They did, and congratulations to Casey and his staff. Uh, first state championship since 2014. Uh, their defense was really, to me, I mean, Bentonville's really good. I mean, they're big, physical. They've got the receiver. I thought the quarterback Yeah, played. Carter Nye's a good player. Yeah, I thought he played out of his mind. C.J. Uh, Brown, the Razorback commit, yeah. over 100 yards receiving. But at the end of the day, they made enough plays on defense. Turnovers, created turnovers. And then uh, once Bentonville got inside the 20 in the red area, they had a penalty, and then they just feasted sack. a big sack and another false start maybe, and uh, and then they made the play they had to at the end. You know, those tip balls, they can go either way. But uh, congratulations to the Purple Dogs. And uh, uh, it's hard to beat a good team twice, and they did that. Yeah, that's a good point. Yep. Uh, and then we go to the uh, final game of uh, the weekend, Parkview just um, dismantling Shiloh Christian, look, that was going to be a tough game for Shiloh Christian, and then they turned it over five times and they had zero chance. Yeah, you can't beat anybody turn it over like that. And then I think Parkview held them to like 80, 82, 84 yards rushing, and that's what Shiloh Bo does. Williams. Yeah, they run the football. And uh, it, that was a tough matchup. Uh, I would like to see Parkview play Fayetteville and Bentonville and Greenwood and some of those. I mean, you know, what we have the what uh, – in, in track, they have the uh, meet the champions. champions. Yeah, so let's let's roll the ball out one more time. See uh, see who the best in the state. But uh, with Coach Bolding and that staff, the Bolding brothers and that staff, and uh, those athletes. I mean, mm-hmm. they're big, strong, athletic. The quarterback is phenomenal. The running back's phenomenal. I mean, they've got backs they've got, plural. They yeah, two. they got skill all over the field. Uh, very good, very disciplined, hard nosed football team. And uh, I think the best teams 
probably won this weekend. Uh, you could make a point that Bentonville might have been the better team, but at the end of the day, Fayetteville made the plays. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you watch the Parkview game? Did you get to see I saw it? some of it, yep. Did you get to see Montario Elston and some of the things that he did, the number one, the wide receiver, running back, wide receiver, yeah. do it all? Incredible athlete, yep. Um, he's really fast. That's what, you know, I mean, he can change directions the whole bit. Mm-hmm. Good ball skills. So, I mean, they from top to bottom, they're really talented, you know. Coach Bolding told us last week, Kansas State, who's recruiting him hard, and they want him bad. But they told him, in their opinion, he's the best player in the country. Oh, wow. Well, he's only he's, it's, it's size. Five, seven, uh, five, uh, five, eight. Yeah. I'm, yeah. But he's, I put him at five, eight. But, you know, he's in that mold of other guys that have come through Kansas State. Well, I, I went, I'll, I'll look for him after the game because I wanted to uh, size, size him, him up. up. There you go. Coach, what, what I walked away with was looking at his legs. Uh-huh. They looked like tree trunks. I mean, he just because you're short doesn't mean you're small. That's right. He's not small. Well, and and didn't watch him all year, but plays bigger than his statue. And 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 the the big thing is he's got it. Whatever it is, yeah. he's got it. And, well, and 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 it's uh, he he's going to play at the next level. Ha ha. I'm where that probably to be determined. But uh, uh, and I'm sure they've got another one in the wings coming up because they they built a wonderful program there at Parkview. Yeah, he was telling us about their sophomore class that's coming up. Yeah. They've got some speed and some guys to to fill his shoes. And of course, Amarian Robinson, the the safety wide receiver who played a little quarterback number two. Yep. He's only a junior, and he'll be back next year too. Uh. This week, 4A and 3A. 4A at noon Saturday. It's Harding Academy and Rivercrest. I think Rivercrest is kind of the story for me. I mean, Harding Academy is great, and I expect Harding Academy to win. They went on the road and and dismantled Elkins, and I'd seen the Elks the week before. that's who I'd pick to win the championship, so congratulations. And to hold Elkins. I mean, Harding Academy's offense, like always, gets all the attention, but for their defense to slow Elkins down like that is very, very impressive. But Rivercrest is the story. I mean, they kind of came out of nowhere. Yes, yeah, they're know? peaking at the right. You're, yep. you're getting a hot team. Well, they'll give their best, but I think Harding is probably going to have too much offense. And then, to your point, uh, playing with a lot of confidence on defense. And then, of course, you got Boonville and Prescott. And it's good to see the uh, Curly Dogs back in the. Is that right? Curly Wolves. Curly Wolves. There you go. Uh, back on, at War Memorial. And uh, uh, I look for them to probably just have a little bit too much athleticism, although Boonville's going to be big and strong and mm-hmm. try to control the clock. And. And those kind of things. So that'll be a very worthy game as well. So, I mean, great football at the stadium last weekend, and you're going to have two great games this weekend, I think. You know, um, basically all year it's been one and two, a debatable between Prescott and Boonville. And mm-hmm. I think that it's pretty cool that those are the teams that made it, and we'll get to see on the field who's the best. Yeah, well, <laughs> going back to our discussion yes. before this segment, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see who the best team in FBS football is. And then, obviously, you kind of got the consolation game of Georgia and Florida State. I mean, God, hmm. what do you think about that? I mean, Georgia's a two-touchdown favorite. They're favored by 14. But the motivation on I, I know. Who's motivated? Yeah, who's motivated? I mean, that's the – Who's going to be mad, angry, and want to show the committee that you messed up? And then, are they going to have any opt-outs on both sides? Yeah. You, know, you know, you just don't know. But – um just a tough, tough deal. As we mentioned, you know, next year it'll be about seeding, and then who's who got left out at number twelve. Which nine and three team got left out? So there's always going to be controversy. Again, personally, it hurts my heart for for Coach Norvell because of our personal relationship mm-hmm. as a player, and then starting his coaching career with us at Central Arkansas. But 
they probably got it right. But the best, I think the best team will probably emerge. Uh, I like Washington. I mean, I, I call me crazy, but you know, I think they're pretty good. I mean, I think they're really good. And uh, they now, you want to talk about play angry? They were a ten-point underdog to Oregon, who they had beaten earlier in the year, mm-hmm. and they dismantled Oregon. I mean, early it, it wasn't even close. I mean, they just blew them up, blew them off the line, physically dominated uh, their coverage units uh, on the back end. There was no room for the Oregon receivers, and then to come back after Oregon made their yep. little run. Yep. You know, I, I thought I'm with you. I'm like, wow, they're going to do this. And then the next time we're doing football that night, and I see Oregon has come back and yeah. taken the lead. And I'm like, oh well, I guess yeah, Oregon is going to win this. And then Washington comes back. Yep, it. Uh, That's I, a tested team, battle tested. And, and like I said, the Pac-12, even though it's their last year, I thought one through probably five or six in that conference was really good. And uh, Oregon withstood that test, and they go into the playoffs. 13 and 0. And so, uh, but so, you know, Michigan's really good. I'm concerned about Michigan, uh, their offensive capabilities. To me, they peaked earlier in the year and they haven't gotten that back. That's concerning. Alabama, Alabama's playing their best football right mm-hmm. now. Texas is playing pretty good. But the consistency of Washington, to me, kind of stands out. But who knows? I mean, you got four good football teams. Uh, Michigan's got to open it up, play with nothing to lose, yep. and not just be content on handing it off, handing it off, and trying to to slow the game down. They can't or actually pl- speed it up and try to get into the yeah, fourth they, quarter with a chance to they win. They can't play Big Ten football. I mean, uh-huh. they're, they're going to have to they're going to have to score some points, uh, open it up, as you said, and, uh, and you know, Harbaugh's back, and so. Uh, They've got some time to figure some things out, but I don't like the way they're trending offensively. Now, defensively, they're really good, and they've been good all year. But they're going to score some points to uh, uh, to beat Alabama. Coach, thank you. 